You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Eurosimos. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Here for the Truth. This is not your traditional episode by any means. We have no guest with us here today. This is a continuation of a series which this podcast was built on. This series is called Walking an Authentic Path. We recorded episode one, part one, episode two, part two, and episode 10 was part three. Now, this is the 70th episode. We're 70 episodes deep. This has been 60 episodes since the last time we did one of these. And this is just basically a way for Erasmus and I to give our own reflections on what it means to walk the authentic path. And I guess the trials, tribulations, the joys of the process and everything that comes along with it. So if you're here for the truth, buckle in and let's dive deep, bro. Uh, I love it. You know, we're coming up to one year since we, we dropped in on Zoom after we connected on Instagram in March. And then we got to the point where we were like, yo, we both wanted to do a podcast. And so we, uh, we said, Hey, let's just jump on zoom. And it was May 17th, I believe that we did it. And, uh, we're coming up to a year, uh, wow. of this podcast, which is, which is pretty wild that we're 70 episodes in, uh, only after a year, I think it shows, uh, our commitment um to this process i think it shows our commitment to each other and uh most of all maybe not most of all but uh our commitment to the truth and sharing information and sharing knowledge and and being as real as we can be you know yeah man it's how how timely that it's coming up to a year that actually didn't cross my mind when i said that i wanted to do this right now you know but that's that, that that's wild brian the universe does work in mysterious ways and one thing you said there man just keeping it real being as real as possible man how do you go through how do you how does an individual go through life go through all the different nuances all the different textures that come along with all of it and and just get realer so many projections so many expectations you know needing to needing to needing to make money wanting to speak your truth, wanting to be creative, wanting to cultivate a healthy family dynamic, wanting to cultivate healthy relationships, right? Yes. So many different, so many different expectations, well, bro. so many different people to be. Well, even just, um, you know, doing sometimes things that you, you know, that you ha not have to do, but that are required to be done when times when maybe you don't really want to, like, I'm going to talk about keeping it real. I'm going to be honest. Um, we jumped, we jumped on even just now. And, and, and you were like, dude, we're, we're going to, we're going to record our walking the authentic path. And I'm exhausted right now. I'm literally exhausted from this project we're doing on the house with all these trees or planting. And I'm like, Oh fuck. And that's part of it. You know, like it's like, yeah, committed to this, committed to you. And I know I got I got reserves of energy and I love these dialogues. But there was that moment where we, you know, we have these different parts of us, you know, like I've talked about so often in in episodes like like facets of the diamond, like our psyche is or even just like uh, an orchestra. And there's this part I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I literally want to take a nap. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but the thing is, man, like it's that level of honesty that's required. Yeah. Like we cannot possibly be the same person every single day. It's, 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 it's not natural by any means whatsoever. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to, to try find some kind of structure, try find some kind of stability, try find some kind of regularity in, 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 in our day-to-day process, something that works, something that's easy, something where we know what we're doing, something where we know what the outcomes are going to be. But bro, it's, imp- it's, cha- it's, it's impossible, man. It changes well, moments and moments. Yeah. Well, it's like that cliche saying, like, only thing you can rely on is change. So no matter how hard you try to have those strict routines in, you have to be flexible enough and malleable enough to dance and flow with life, you know, because um, I think for for many people and I guess even, you know, for myself, I could speak, uh, especially if I'm feeling stressed, I want to control my environment, I want to control the situation, you know, so I feel like I have something to hold on to, especially in times of vulnerability. But I think what's so important when when we talk about walking the authentic authentic path is can we hold space for the unknown, for the vulnerability, for the confusion, for the not knowing um, in life, you know, and that sometimes things aren't going to go as planned or aren't going to go according to schedule. And I think um, a lot can be discovered about yourself in those moments. How do you operate how do you react when Mm -hmm. things aren't um in line or or aren't planned perfectly and and this i think relates to the subject of self-esteem which you know we talk about which is having the competence to deal with life's basic challenges and i think part of that is things aren't always going to go according to plan it could be something small like oh you have a project that's going on in your house and someone's like maybe not doing what they said they were going to do. And it can be extremely frustrating. And can you honor that part of you, but not let it take over and understand, oh, there's things that still need to get done. I still need to live my life. I still need to move forward. I still need to find solutions, et cetera. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Does does life have basic challenges? (laughs) Does life have basic challenges? (laughs) No, that, of course, it does. You know, it has even beyond basic challenges. But again, like, I think we realize a lot about ourselves when things don't work out how certain parts of us want them to. And then how do we react? How do we behave? How do we respond? Yeah. Particularly like, um, I think with goal setting and like getting really attached and tied to outcomes and goals and you mean um, things going a certain way when uh, the only thing that I've found as a constant lesson in my life is that you cannot rush what's real. You cannot rush what's right. Um, If it's authenticity that you're after, if it's integrity that you want to cultivate, then uh, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it ain't going to let you bypass anything on that journey. And I think for periods of a, of, of a time, we can, get, we can get caught in this place where we almost think as though we have it figured out. 
Like we, we, we're, we're in control. Like we, we have that control, you know, but there's a fine balance between control and also that greater realization that I don't really have any. Yeah, I agree with that, man. It's pretty wild to think about it. And, and again, we're coming back to the place of, can you trust it? Can you hold space for it? Can you ride those waves when they come? And this is also why, you know, we, I love human design as Mm -hmm. a system um, that, that can help highlight for each individual, what is authentic for them, you know, even in, in yeah. regards to, you know, how someone does with like strict routines and doing the same thing every day at the same time or eating in the same place or sitting down to do work in the same place, you know, for some people, um, you know, having that kind of consistency and that more, let's say rigidity, but more consistency might not feel um, ideal, which is the case for me. And I think once I learned about learn more about that. Um, it gave me a certain level of freedom and self-acceptance and self-understanding. And a lot of things started flowing even more in my life. So all these tools that we talk about often, it's just self-knowledge at the end of the day. It's, it's more knowledge and information for you to look into and go, Oh, that makes sense. That resonates. I could apply that into my life and, um, let's see how it goes. Definitely, man. Like, I think they're very important tools. And, uh, you know, my, the, 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 the basis of how I entered this awakening process was the process of acquiring knowledge of self. Um, and, uh, the more you, I guess, experiment with the, with, with, with these tools and with this information, you can kind of begin to, I guess, um, refine the unknowable to, 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 to some extent. You know, and you can begin to recognize um, consistent patterns within yourself as well, for sure. Obviously, ultimately, you have to be the final arbiter of of what is true for you and what actually applies for you. But they're definitely signposts for you to be able to, I guess, recognize more appropriate ways to make decisions for yourself um based based on patterns of your of yourself you know and it's pretty wild to think about that we're each uniquely and intricately designed to that level and and to that degree you know and i think so often you know particularly in today's culture we can lose touch with that greater mystery for sure you know, but I mean, we've said this before, but like, this is the freaking greatest conspiracy of all, dude. What is this experience? What is, what is existence? What is life? Yeah. What is, how is this even possible right now? You know, what is this reality? Who am I? How did this body come about? Why is this conversation taking place? It's a trip. It's such a trip. There's like moments when I sit down and I think about it, and I'm just like, whoa, like, what? Oh, these are hands. What what's going on? I'm saying words right now. Like, where do I come from? I came, I came out of my mom. Like, whoa. Like, what's the history of human beings? Like, which is a whole other rabbit hole. We can go down, and other uh, far more um, intelligent people in certain areas have have gone down those rabbit holes. But yeah, I just think it's it's extremely fascinating. And 
I uh, I love it. I was going to say something else and it, it just kind of uh, dropped from my consciousness, but hmm. it'll probably come back. <laughs> That's all right, man. Um, let me ask you this. Has, has this podcast, now we're 70 episodes deep, looking back, like, has has this gone the way that you thought it would go? Um, it will your your vision for it on an episode one was that was there a vision? Have we surpassed, exceeded um, where you thought we might be? What are your what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that? You know, I I think when I think about myself and I think people who know me, uh, I definitely kind of go moment to moment. But I have this part of my psyche that's plans and sets intentions and connects dots and sees how I want things to go, you know? Yeah. And I, I think I'd say we we've exceeded it because I didn't really know exactly what to expect when you think about day one. So, you know, we had just known each other for two months. So um I think um at, at that point I didn't realize how much of a badass motherfucker you were. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know, in, in, in certain regards. And, but I knew that there was a bond and a connection. And I, uh, what I know about myself and what I know about you is that I knew we were going to have really cool conversations and have the ability to, to bring, um, fascinating individuals on. Um, I don't know if I maybe thought that we'd be 70 episodes in last May 17th, you know, like, on, on our first day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be 70 episodes in and we're going to be doing a, a, a podcast 70 uh, talking about this process. Yeah, man. How about you? It's just it's just interesting. I've been definitely, definitely not, man. I didn't, I didn't see us being here now, you know. Um, I guess most of my decisions, I guess, a year ago were motivated by the fact um, that a year to you to two years ago was motivated by the fact that I guess my life was not really reflecting, um, I guess what my inner reality was telling to me, you know, and, uh, hope's and hope's an interesting word. Um, but there's a, there was a part of me that wanted to just make decisions and shoot my shot and give things a go and try really cultivate a life that I guess was that better, that better reflected that inner reality and was more in alignment with who I truly am. And that's still a process that I'm figuring out. Obviously that question, who I truly am is, is an open-ended one, which I'll continue to, to explore for my entire life. I'm sure. But we talk about decision-making processes and uh, I guess with episode one, I just gave myself permission to do what felt good and to do what felt right and not have to constrain that process to expectations or projections. You know, I've spoken a lot about, um, well, not, not, not really publicly, but, you know, I grew up in a very wealthy household, a very, very wealthy family. My life for the first, you know, 20 odd years was quite luxurious. Um, and then 2008 came, global recession happened. Um, and I guess 
my, my family went through a process of upheaval, so to speak. And I guess a lot of the things that I thought were tangible and consistent about my life got turned on their head very quickly. Then all of a sudden, I guess I found myself in a world where I was trying to figure out a lot of things by myself, which I never really had the opportunity to learn previously. And I guess there's an internal thing within me where it's, where, where it's like I've got to catch up. I need to, I need to catch up, um, so to speak, on these lessons which I, I bypassed intentionally or not intentionally, whether it's my fault or not my fault, whatever. It, it, it is what it is at this point, you know? And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. I can't even remember how this started. But I guess the one thing that remained the same is that, you know, I've never, I've never wanted to give up on myself, you know? And there's been points in my life, um, getting, getting a little bit emotional here now, a little titration. That's all right. There's been points in my life where I felt as though, um, I had no choice. I all, I all almost felt as though I had no choice. I almost felt as though I had to succumb to a life and to an experience and to an existence that that inner voice knew for sure was not my potential and was was not really up to where I really wanted wanted to be or could be. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I've had a lot of support on this journey for sure, but I guess I'm also quite thankful to myself just for honoring, um, those deeper callings, you know, and, uh, it's, it's quite heartbreaking to think about how many dreams, um, I guess get crushed and just stomped on by this culture, by this reality, by simply what people do not know and do not have I don't do not have the courage to explore, but also you mean it's almost like I, I think there's a, a not knowing yeah that even something like that exists. You know, when there's you a think not knowing about, there's not knowing that they can even tap into it. Yeah. Or that Again, it's even that's, possible. Yeah, because a lot of it is based on how a person's raised and the knowledge and information they have, you know, and the awareness that they have that something else is possible, you know, and and that's I think that's where jumping into the unknown or 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 taking a risk per se is so important because you'll figure it out along the way, and that's part of the hero's journey, you know. So, so it was such a huge piece of my life, you know. Like I grew up in the restaurant business. I thought I was going to be a hotelier, and that's what was my initial path. And I've talked about this before. I don't have to get into it, but there was something in me that was like, "This doesn't feel right." And so then I, I shifted directions, and and followed that 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 excitement, that the the thing that was really lighting me up, and then that shifted. And then I went to the next thing and the next thing. Now, fortunately, everything related in an interesting way mm. uh, that even to the point when we, when we came together, you know, there was a lot of different things in the, in the health and human consciousness and personal development world that I was involved in, you know, as a body worker, as a health coach and someone um, even in my previous incarnation as a, as an actor. Um, those were things that I, I loved. And yet, I feel like it was all bringing me to this point 
where we connected and we had this this desire and this common ground to want to come together to to share knowledge to have cool conversations um because especially this is something that i've always known but has been reaffirmed through these divination tools and um like human design and other things as well where it's like education for me is is something that is 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 I'm such an advocate, advocate for it to everyone, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the ability to take in knowledge, the ability to open up your mind and your heart to something new, which goes back to what we were just saying, where like people don't even know that another pathway, another option even exists. Yeah. So I think part of that is when you take in new information and you put yourself into different situations, you, you see what's possible. And then it's up to you to go, hey, what's happening right now in my life? I'm not aligned with, I want something different. I want something new. I want to walk down a different path, but you have to look in the mirror and go, am I ready to walk this path? Am I ready to take the road less traveled? Am I ready to learn some hard lessons? Because you're going to learn hard lessons, uh, especially when you, when you uh, explore a path that's different than how your parents, culture, society wants you to be. And this is what, the individual is fighting against it's this desire by we won't get into who wanting to homogenize the population where everyone thinks the same acts the same dresses the same takes the same actions has the same belief systems um behaves in somewhat of a robotic sense yeah dude and i mean you talk about education right the one the fast way to do that is to homogenize education you know if everyone's learning the same things right being taught the same material over and over again then of course you're going to mold minds pretty quickly um and it's so important self-directed education you know because without that nothing in my life would be possible yeah yeah and having a sense of curiosity instilled in you from wherever to want to explore and seek this out because everything that i learned that has had true value in my life that serves me now and the work I do and the things we talk about in this podcast and the things that we talk about in our group coaching program, it was nothing I learned in conventional academia. No, it was nothing I learned in high school, college, et cetera. These are, these are books that I've read. These are courses that I've taken. This is, this is education that was self-directed, like you said, that uh, guided me. And I think that is the ultimate uh, for the individual. I, I wholeheartedly agree, man. And it's actually wild to think that that's absolutely right. Nothing that's actually served me in my life. Did I learn from any form of, I guess, conventional state education? Um, I mean, I guess I could add, I could add numbers, you know, so I'm grateful for that, but I probably could have learned that (laughs) outside of it. But I mean, true knowledge, man. I mean, knowledge pervaded by the masters of the past, like they, 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 they are the pedestal which truly allows you to see a broader horizon. You know, I mean, of the world and also, also within yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think self knowledge is the foundation for all knowledge, and I think it's bypassed by so many because the focus is always on the external, and yet there is a universe within. There is so much to explore within the psyche, within the body, etc. And I, I think um, that's what. Uh, that's where the focus isn't put on. And I think it's uh, 
part of my mission and my journey in life to, to share that with others. Mm. So how, how would you recommend for anyone listening that one truly begin to, to walk a path of self-knowledge? Uh, well, we have a lot of podcast episodes uh, that explore these <laughs> subjects. <laughs> and I think it's different for everyone, you know, like yeah. for me, it was, I think the real self-knowledge element really hit me when I, I, I found my first acting mentor, you know, where it kind of forced me to take a look at who I was, why my behaviors were the way they were, um, why my personality was the way it was, where my blocks were, uh, where my strengths were, and to go, okay, well, here I am as a, as a performer, as a creative person that wants to uh, express myself in a way or play characters or tell stories. Well, in order for me to be able to empathize with a lot of different characters and their realities and their points of view, I had to be able to tap into those places within myself. And now in order to be able to tap into those places within myself, I had to honor my own development process in terms of when I asked myself, well, who am I? Oh, I'm a nice guy and um, I'm friendly and I like to make people happy. And I think I'm witty and intelligent and whatever. That's cool. But what's on the other side? You know, mm. there's so much to explore. You know, we talk about, we just had an amazing episode with Xavier Dagbon, the shadow work where I touched on this a little bit, where it's like, wow, there, there is that universe within. There is so much knowledge and wisdom and information and, and emotions that are that's stored within us that's on the other side of who we think we are. Yeah. You know, when you, when you ask that question, if you were going to label yourself with these descriptive words, but there's so much more. So I think introspection is a word that gets thrown around, but I think having the time, having the time and the intention and the desire to look at why you say the things you do and do the things you do and ask yourself, huh, why is that? What's the motivation? Where does it come from? Where does it come oh, from? my mom did this. My dad did this. Oh, I see my brother doing this. Interesting. Is this aligned with who I am? Or is this aligned with my values? Is this aligned with who I want to be? If not, then maybe I need to make some adjustments. So it's, it's this like process of like looking inwards, then getting information from your environment and data in terms of like, you know, what response are you getting? And then it's, it's kind of like the, what do you say? The lem, lemnus, lemnus skate? Lemnus in the words of Michael Cesarian. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I've heard different people pronounce it differently, but, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of that process, the infinity process where it's like, you're coming back in, you're going back out, you're coming back in, you're going back out. So I don't know if that answers the question, but I think first the desire and the the intention of the individual to want to know themselves, to want to to be like, wow, there's there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to myself than just the conditioning I received from my parents and from my teachers. Yeah, and then it's like, what are the what are the what are the what are the implications of all those automatic responses when we think about it through the lens of the nervous system? You know, and like that's a whole that's a whole nother that's that's a massive rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. That's huge, bro. It's huge because you could even say like you are your nervous system on some level, you know? It's like well, it's like this you... imprint which is literally motivating your responses and reactions to everything. Yeah. 
but then it's like, is that imprint me? You know, is it, is it, I mean, it's, 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 I don't think it's you and like the cosmic, like divine sense, you know, meant to be, but it's a form of conditioning and programming, especially when you think about trauma, you know, and, and I kind of want to, we'll come back to this, but it relates like, even when we think about the, the subject of intuition, how many people think like they're making a decision out of intuition yeah. and yet it's because of the state of their nervous system that they're responding or reacting in a certain way or making a certain decision because maybe there isn't a certain amount of health within the nervous system. Yeah. Um, so I find that subject fascinating too. Yeah, they're, they're getting these hits, which you mean could easily be mistaken for intuition. And this is why for me, I just love this concept of thinking about the nervous system as our karmic predicament, as our karmic blueprint. You know, it's 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 ours to deal with. If we think about like certain certain scale of attributes that we might be born with, you know, the the, the nervous system to me really um I guess um materializes our specific challenges that we've agreed to in whatever this, whatever this is, you know, because they're given, it's ultimately it's handed to us through our lineage, through our Mm -hmm. parents and through their parents and through that generational line, this imprint, which is just is, is malleable and has changed as each person has passed it down the tree to, to, to the next, you know? Yeah. And, and especially when you think about how a person is raised for those first seven years of their life, you know, there is a major imprinting of the nervous system that goes on. Like I yeah. say this often to people, like, you know, it's, it's not just, especially when I have conversation with parents, it's not just what you're doing and what you're saying. It's, it's the quality of your nervous system that your child's going to, going to pick up and react to. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's fascinating. And this is why I'm such an advocate of somatic work, why I'm such an advocate of 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 nerve of promoting nervous system health and building a window of tolerance to be able to hold space for different emotions um because again so much of your life um will be determined by the moment to moment choices that you make yeah and, and your nervous system I mean, plays a role in that yeah and it's 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 fascinating because I mean, I was I was drawn to reach out to you because of this very topic on some level, you know, um, those two episodes on somatic intelligence that you did on, on Unslaved with Michael and David. Um, they really, they really blew me away. It's, it's, it's true, man. Um, they, they, they were some of the episodes where I was like, shit, Unslaved is dope. You know, I'm not hearing this anywhere. And it was you. And it's like, that's cool. It's cool. No, I mean, it's, it's wild, man. Like, like that was the seed that started it all. And just to speak from personal experience, like that kind of work, like building a relationship with my body in that nuanced way and and learning about the nervous system and body work and, and, and experiencing what this work did to me was like, whoa, you know, because we could sit there, read books all day and, meditate and all that it has value but there was something that just shifted me on the deepest levels and so for for sophie and i to have the opportunity to 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 first of all be on unslave which you know that podcast and michael and david i have the, the utmost respect for and then for our connection to come out of that 
it's wild, man. It's wild. You know, when you think about, you know, I learned this from my boy, Gavin, uh, itadakimasu, you know, it's that, it's that Japanese saying, a lot of people use it for, to give gratitude for food, but you know, he learned it in like a reframe way, which is all about thanking for, thank you for everything that it took to make this happen. So I sit here in this moment and I have an itadakimasu moment of, of everything that happened to lead us to where we are right now, you know? And I know, like we say this often, man, but there's no coincidences. There are absolutely no coincidences whatsoever. And I think those synchronicities, the more clarity is gained around them when we choose to walk in authenticity, when we choose um, to truly embody and recognize this mysterious connection, you know, like, like how, how, how often do crazy synchronicities take place? Even if you're just thinking of somebody, then two seconds, two seconds later, five seconds later, you see them or you get a text from them or you get an email or something of the sort, you know? Um, and through this process, man, like I never thought that my, my life and career would be built around the disseminating of knowledge and information and synthesizing this information and would be supported by my own search for the truth. But to me, this truly is my ultimate dream. If, if, if there was one, it, it's, it's this to be able to, to, to do what we do week in and week out. You know, obviously music um, is, is, is another story and that's something that stays with me and I think I'll constantly return to. But sometimes the most obvious path is the right path but we don't think it's possible you know but my my entire life was reflecting to me that this is what I like to do this is what I love to do I love to read I love to have my mind expanded I love to absorb new knowledge I love to share that information with people you know this this was being reflected to me well before we started the podcast like you mean it's like so yes. I really just want to, you mean, ask people and for people to ask themselves, what is the obvious thing, you know? And then if you know what the obvious thing is, but you, th- you, th- you believe you can't bridge the gap between what it is that your life is constantly providing evidence of to you that you value, that you enjoy, that you like, and that you love, if you can't bridge that gap between how can I turn that into a viable career option? And I want, to, I want to throw the word vocation in here now, which to me is one of the highest ideals, right, is to be able to develop a vocation, being, uh, being a career built on our passionate creative pursuits. I want, I, want, I want you to re-examine that thought process because I wholeheartedly believe that we all have a certain gift to give and we all have gifts to give, you know, and... Uh, Sometimes those gifts are obvious. Sometimes they're not. But you know what that is. Mm-hmm. And it is possible. Yeah. And this is where self-inquiry, self-knowledge, introspection comes into play. Because sometimes you got to like search through the, the cobwebs of conditioning. You know, you got to peel away the layers to really allow that, that light to shine. Yeah. to that that light of awareness that light of consciousness that it goes oh whoa this is i love this this is this is what i'm good at this is what i'm passionate about like i feel like this is my purpose 
Yeah. You know, but you have you have to go on this journey. You have to explore yourself. You can't just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this because uh, people told me I should do this. And then I'm just like, 20, 30 years go by. Yeah. And uh, this is this is where self-esteem becomes absolutely vital because self-esteem is going to be the differentiator between you grabbing the bull by the horns or you giving up on that dream, giving up on that potential, giving up on what's possible, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's a strange concept. It's a strange word, this idea of self-esteem. I feel like it's just so misrepresented um, in education, in society, in our culture. But ultimately, it's the crux of every single decision we're making. Self-esteem being that reputation that you have with yourself, that relationship that you have with yourself. The quality of that relationship determines the quality of your choices, right? It determines literally how high you're willing to reach, how deep you're willing to go, how far you're willing to travel. So if there's any work to be done, it's first and foremost on that relationship. Are you in integrity with yourself? Or are you just pointing out the flaws in the world, the flaws in the culture, the flaws in the politicians? But have you reached homeostasis with yourself? Can you look at that human being in the mirror, truly look at that person and be like, you and I, we're cool. We're on the, we're on, we're, we're, we're on the same page. There's not, there's not dissonance here. I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not or something I'm not. I, I, I accept my virtues. I accept my flaws. I've, I've, I've done what I can um, to, 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 to cultivate healing in my life and also to the relationships that I, that I might have damaged. I'm not going to carry guilt anymore, which I'm powerless to do anything about. I'm going to, and to me, it's so connected to shadow work, bro. Because if I look at my shadow work process, my shadow was flaring and spiking the loudest. Obviously when my actions um, did not match my 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 words or my or my inner reality you know there there was a dissonance there that's created and so you develop this pseudo self where you're trying to maintain this image while all the time drifting further and further away from the true self and what the true self is really indicating of of you your nature and of your life so getting into integrity with that man in the mirror is so vital if we talk about walking the authentic path i mean that's got to be step number one, right? Well said. I agree. Hmm. I think uh, I think you have to be real with yourself. I think you have to be able to look in the mirror and 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 realize like where things are going well, where think where there's challenges, where you're bullshitting yourself. I yeah. think that's a big thing. I think we really need to like be honest and go. I'm fucking bullshitting myself, and I'm bullshitting others. Uh, to project this image out there and again self-honesty uh, self-acceptance integrity with yourself is where it starts you know because yeah. there needs to be a beginning point you know if you want to make changes if you want to improve if you want to evolve you have to go okay well this is where i'm at yeah this is where i'm at now what do i need to do yeah and i mean so often we can just delude ourselves into pretending we're further ahead than we are you know Oh, yeah. and, and and we honestly make ourselves believe that um that 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 pseudo that that pseudo self can achieve pseudo goals 
so to speak. You know, if I just maintain this image long enough, then the culture will accept me and will materialize this image as the truth, as the fact, if I pretend long enough, you know? And this is what I mean in terms of how I started this conversation, is that the one thing that life has only ever really, truly, in any meaningful way mirrored back to me is that you cannot bypass authenticity. There's just no way whatsoever. Mm -mm. And fuck, man, the culture doesn't help. The culture does not help. But no. the culture is not responsible. And, and you know, you can't bypass it. You can try as best you can, you know, but that voice, you know, the voice of the, of your inner deepest inner truth, like yeah. we'll knock on the door in some way, you know, whether it's through your dreams, whether it's through the things that happen in your life. No, yeah. You can, you can self-medicate it away that, that, that deep voice within as much as you, as much as you can. And you could, um, you know, fake it for as long as you can. And Hey, you might get some success. You might get some admiration. You might make some money. You might uh, achieve a lot of things, you know, in in society's eyes. But when you're, when you're by yourself late at night, naked, looking in front of the mirror, (laughs) like what is that internal dialogue? What is that internal? What is that conversation? You know, Mm. Uh, it's just interesting to think about. Honestly, man, I think, even like beyond any material goal or desire or anything, it's what most people crave the most, you know. Authenticity. Yeah, bro. Just just to just to be cool. Well, just to human. feel comfortable, feel yeah. comfortable yeah. in their own body. To like to be comfortable and and be like, oh wow, like yeah, I can be irre- I can just kind of be who I am, and I don't have to overly think and control my behavior. I can just flow and. And communicate yeah. and be with myself and, and actually have a nervous system that's nice and regulated and, and yeah. just dance with life. And to and to be cool with all the choices that you've made, you know, to yeah. to, to, to not carry that 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 regret or the guilt or, or or whatever it might be. Um to honestly have that feeling and that recognition that you're doing the best that you can, you know, yeah. you truly are. I and think knowing knowing that knowing that as a fact. Because you can easily bullshit yourself about that as well. Yeah. And I think this is where forgiveness comes into play. I know we did a side chat on it, but it's like, can you love and forgive yourself for the things that came and then accept yourself and then take the next steps to move closer towards being the the human being that that you dream about, the human being that you that you want to be. Um, and that's, a, I think it's a lifelong process. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here now like, oh, hey, look at us. We got a podcast. We're, we're doing our thing. I'm happy. Like so many elements of my life are, are awesome. Yeah. And like, shit, there's still so much I have to learn. There's still things in my life that are, there's, there's um, aspects of myself that I'm not like the most proud of, or maybe I'm not feeling so great, you know, and like, I'm yeah. not doing the things that I need to do in some areas of my life. Uh, but it's okay. You know, this is where I'm at. And, uh, and, and, and there's no way to, there's no way to bandaid that, you know, it's a process which needs to, which needs to unfold and resolve naturally, as long as you mean, you have the conviction to do all that you can, I guess, to, yeah, to find that, to find that peace, so to speak, um, within yourself. Hmm. Episode 70, bro. Impromptu right now. Walking the authentic path, part four. I love it, man. I absolutely love it, bro. And I also, I also, it's, it, I feel like it's not a, a coincidence 
that this is coming also right after our previous two episodes. First with Irene Lyon talking about the nervous system and the mm. last one with Xavier Dagba where we went into shadow work uh, and, and reclaiming the connection to, to, to your heart. Um, and we, we obviously talked about uh, things re- related to the nervous system as well in that episode. And here we are having this conversation in relation to what it means to walk an authentic path where if you're going to be on that hero's journey, like there needs to be uh, a deep understanding and an exploration of those topics, of those subjects. You can't, you can't be authentic without knowing that one, you have a shadow and two doing work necessary to make things that are unconscious conscious. So like, you know, so that they don't um, become fate as the Carl Carl Jung quote. Um, yeah, it's it's incredibly grounding knowledge. It's incredibly grounding information. I love how Xavier put it. It's a dissension process, you know, like that just fucking speaks volumes mm. to me and my journey, you know. And I like partic- particularly like obviously we're in the coaching industry now, so to speak. We have we have a course um, based on this podcast where I guess we help individuals develop more authenticity in their lives, you know, um, but. Even just like the constant, like hyped Ritanol effect of the marketing industry and, and 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 the coaching hype and selling high ticket offers and quantum money leaps, you know, and the extent that people go to to portray themselves in a certain way, yeah, like that's a whole nother kettle of fish altogether, man. You know, well, well I think that's also what you know kind of rubbed me the wrong way with that in with the industry is and it took me until now to maybe to step into it in a certain way is like i just felt like there was so much inauthentic inauthenticity you know especially like the salesy marketing aspects of it i didn't really like you know and you know obviously understand there's strategies and business marketing it's important but how can you do it as authentically as possible how can you do it in a way that truly represents the value that you're offering and the value that people are receiving and they're letting you know that they're receiving. Yeah, because there can there can be a complete disconnection from the human being that you're actually serving, you know. Yeah. The like the the goal can just 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 to get that sale, you know, just to just just to tick that box. Um and you're right man, the the inauthenticity it's it is, it is, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? And I think it's a process that people need to keep close to them always because you can sit here and go, yeah, I made it. I got it. I'm authentic. I've fucking ascended or whatever. I've done, I've done X, Y, Z amount of hours of work, but you need to, you need to stay present and stay vigilant because you can, you can get thrown off, you know, especially in the world and the culture that we're in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it's super shallow and people think that they can get away with just doing shallow work, you know, but can you create something deep? Can you create something meaningful? Can you put the phone down? Can you put the phone away? Can you put the distractions away and be like in a, in a, in a culture that's so obsessed with having instantaneous dopamine hits? Can I, as a creator, sit down and create something substantial? Whether it's whether it's a course, whether it's a book, whether it's a piece of music, whether it's whatever it might be, you know, longer than a fifteen second reel, 
longer than a tweet? You know, can I actually take the time to really explore that creative essence and create something meaningful and of substance and not need the constant adrenaline and hype and dopamine hits all around me? This thing right here. Yeah. I grapple with it. Mm. Oh, I'm on my phone way more than I'd like to. Uh, There are times where I'm with my wife and we're both on our phones and I'm just like, whoa, we're both busy doing a lot of things and work. Those moments, sometimes when we're together, when we're tired after a long day of of work, like how about we put our phones down and, and, and be with one another and sit with one another, you know, and and I could just speak more for myself. It's definitely uh, a a challenge on my end sometimes. And, you know, it's actually good when my wife kind of can like remind me uh, of those moments, but you know, we have, we, technology isn't going away. No. So how are we utilizing it to our benefit? And how are we using it as a tool as opposed to being used by it, which I've said many times and many other people have said probably the same exact thing. And this is where living consciously comes into play, you know, having that awareness and knowing what's going on within yourself, within your mind, within your body, you know, why am I reaching for that? Why am I staying on it? Like, why, why is it have that pull on me? Can I just go, okay, no, I'm going to turn my phone off in the next four hours or five hours. I'm not going to even touch it. Yeah. So many, so many traps along the path, man. And it's, you know, only, only, you know, what's true and real for yourself. You know, you can't, you can't obviously just fucking become celibate from your phone. Um, yeah. You know, so we have to work out those those dynamics for ourselves. What, what what's appropriate? When are we just on this for for no particular reason? When are we just looking for another hit? Or when are we when are we using something and doing something because there's purpose and because there's meaning because there's a reason for me to be doing this? And it's not just the phone, man. These these distractions and these self soothing and self sabotaging opportunities are constantly available to us. Constantly. Um. You know, I used to smoke more than my fair share of weed, certainly. And even that, you know, like I, I, um, I decreased the amount I was smoking heaps. I got to a point where I was, you mean, maybe smoking just once a fortnight just to chill, just to do whatever it is. But then even that echoed in my life. It's like, why, why are you doing this? Why do you need this? right now you know yeah it feels good yeah i get little creative hits and creative insights um but what is what is the long-term effect and what about myself am i preventing myself from knowing um by maintaining that cycle by staying in that cycle and i think we talk about walking the authentic path you know ultimately on some level that means being with yourself that means being with the humanness of it all. That means not needing to escape from the boring, from the nothing happening, from the, you know, it's not from the, dis- even from the discomfort, from the discomfort. Yeah. You know, and, like- and all, often the discomfort I've found is the boring, you know, it's when we're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because there's no distraction. Yeah. It's because there's nothing happening. So the boring, so to speak, on the other side of the boring is those is those deeper nuanced realizations, you know. Um, 
And this almost speaks to the whole concept of meditation. You know, can you be with the boring long enough? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I think this is, you know, meditation could also be used as a form of escape for people. And this is why I, I recommend when you're doing meditation, you have to integrate the body. You have to yep. integrate the emotions. You know, you have to put your attention on not ascending, but descending into yourself, you know, and, and, and building a, a, an intimate relationship with yourself, uh, the faculties of the mind, the faculties of the body, the nervous system, et cetera, uh, and be curious and slowly over time, create the space for what is present to be present because that's what's happening is, and a lot of this is unconscious. Like when you reach for the, the, when you do these habitual activities, let's just go there because, you know, a person who wants on a blue moon, you know, wants to have a little fun or sure that's cool yeah. i'm not sitting here being like you have to be 100 straight edge 100 sober 24 7 for some people that's the case i get it i tend to live a life uh that's sober in that regards that yeah, being a little said bit, a, little bit, a little bit too much chocolate for you though bro oh yeah well i just started having chocolate again for the first time in uh in eight years so yeah i probably am having a little bit too much chocolate um so no, but I, I've been serious. Like these are all different substances that have an impact on, on your um, energy systems. And so how, why are we using them? Hmm. You know? And I think knowing the first step is the awareness because so many people just do the thing because that's just, they just think that's what they do. That's who they are. Like there's not enough of a, there's not even space to go, Whoa, I'm, something's going on within me right now. And that's why I'm reaching for the drink or for the weed or for the porn or yeah. for, or whatever, or even beyond that, that's why I'm going into these patterns of thinking to escape too. It's not just a, a thing we're turning to very often we're escaping within ourselves. Well, well we're turning like, away from ourselves and turning to the thing. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. See that? It's interesting. Oh. <laughs> Bro, um, thank you for this conversation. Oh, just yawned. I'm tired. Thank you. Even, even though you're exhausted, I appreciate you entertaining me for this yeah. hour. <laughs> well, and also, I just want to share a little bit for me, like why am I exa exhausted is also like we're embarking on this project that are home to install like a food forest and fruit trees and this and that and that's something new and that's all about even like i'm thinking about nature and how that's going to teach me to be more present like you can't just have the instant result like oh my god the trees they just need to start making fruit right now and i need to have it all it's like no there's a process you yeah. know to that like there's a tension that's gonna uh need to be um focused on i guess that's the word i'm thinking i'm somebody to focus on these elements and slow down and connect to myself and connect to the land in a completely different way so um and i'm excited for it too i'm excited to learn new skills i'm excited to connect to my lineage in a way too you know because my parents mm -hmm. came from this world as as greek immigrants you know my dad grew up on an island i mean my dad was a sheep herder when he was six years old for how long? And then he did a whole bunch of jobs. My mom lived up deep up in the mountains of Greece, you know, she dirt poor and they grew up around animals and planting things. And that was the life. And so I, I actually feel like I'm 
connecting to my past and my lineage and, and something I love, you know, I love nature. I love food. I love, uh, getting my hands dirty and using my hands. And so, uh, I'm excited for that. But anyways, I was just a little tangent on, on that. And this is part of, for me, walking the authentic path and my love of education. Like I just ordered a few books today on like permaculture and regenerative agriculture and, and homesteading and, you know, this is a, an exciting time for my wife and myself. And um, this is definitely part of my mission and my purpose, I think, is to to do this and to have a space for other people to come to explore it too. Hmm. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it all unfold and look forward to hopefully getting there one day and checking it out myself. Oh, hopefully. man, I, I hope you can get here too. Hopefully not too far in the distant future. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this conversation. Um, our the second run of our our program Rise Above the Herd, which is a course which we consider to be very valuable, and we've we've curated to specifically, I guess, help individuals deeper understand themselves and also deeper understand the the conditions which are burdening them and are preventing them from really going deeper and mustering that that inner hero um, and really walking an authentic path in a real and profound way, making choices and making decisions based on their inner reality, based on the truth of who they are, as opposed to, um, I guess, constantly having to ensure that we've pacified all the people and the environment around us before we can make decisions that are self-serving. So we dive deep into, into multiple topics being self-sabotage, shadow work, crowd psychology, deprogramming from new age spirituality, you know, the virtue of selfishness. We lean on a lot of the masters and sages of the past, Ayn Rand, Nathaniel Brandon, bridging Jung, bridging human design. It's pretty awesome. And it's, very reflective of of the paths we've walked. So applications for Rise Above the Herd round two are open now at riseaboveTheHerd.com.au. Thank you so much for your support over the past 70 episodes. There's listeners that have been there from the beginning. There's new listeners. We appreciate you all. And we really appreciate um, you guys, I guess, providing us with the feedback and the and the motivation to keep putting these episodes out there and keep having these awesome conversations. So much love. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. One second, one second. You're asking <laughs> Final question. Oh no. <laughs> there we go. Tell me. You know the question. Give it to me. I know. I, mean, I want you to say it. Okay. If you had the entire world of social media, all eyes, all engagement on you for one single message that would reach every single social media user, what would that message be? Uh, I'm just going to go with the first thing that came to my mind. I'm not going to think about it, but it was just like really know yourself, love yourself. Uh, If it's challenging to do so, then figure out what you need to do to do those things. Um, be curious, love learning, challenge, challenge your beliefs, ask yourself 
why is it that you do and think, do the things you do and think the things you think and believe the things you believe, really mind the depths of yourself to, to, to ask yourself those questions, you know, and to be passionate and excited about the knowledge that exists in this world historically, like so many brilliant individuals, like be excited and be curious and understand that education is your birthright. Hmm. And you have to, it has to be self-directed because the systems out there, they do want to homogenize you and you have to uh, make it a priority to seek out the information for yourself and hopefully um, use rationality uh, to discern what is true and what isn't. Well put, bro. I mean, it's way longer than the amount of characters you'd be allowed in any kind of tweet. But Listen, I, you've seen people out there, they like I'll do entire it. conversations and like 37 uh, <laughs> simultane- or consecutive tweets. So that's what I was doing there. All right, my turn. Okay, hold up. Let me ask. Let me ask, ask the me, question. Ask me, ask me the question, Joel. Yes, first me. of all, thank you for being here for the truth. Um, I have my one final question for you. If you had all the whole planet at your disposal, <laughs> <laughs> every person on the planet, um, tuning in to your social media. Oh shit! Okay, it could be. It could be. It could be Twitter. It could be Instagram posts. It could be whatever you want. Okay. One message that you would like to deliver. What would that message be? That's, a, that's an absolutely fascinating question. I'd like to honor um, Nash McKay for inspiring that question also. Thanks, Nash. Thanks, Nash. Okay, this is my answer. Eight words. Okay, ready? The grass is green where you water it. It's eight words. I was just checking. It's true. That's it. Whatever you want to cultivate, you gotta, you gotta cultivate it, right? You pick <laughs> where. <laughs> I think that just went to a second tweet, but it's still good. All right, everybody. Peace. I love the question. Um, yeah, everyone have a beautiful day, night, wherever you are, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward in evolution to a place where we can share our confusions. Yeah, 450 BC, I'm sharing tea with confusion.